Welcome to Rescue the Revenue Podcast, where we educate, enlighten, and encourage how to improve our quality of sleep to grow our business and improve your health and wellness. I am Donetta D. Mooring, certified sleep science coach, certified holistic life coach, author, national editor of the Black National Unity News, and a speaker. I am pleased to have my special guest, Tara Garrity, keynote speaker, MC, TEDx speaker, health and practitioner, certified REBT mindset coach, certified and co and confident life coach. Welcome, Tara, and thank you for your time and expertise. Oh, Donata, I'm so excited to get to talk with you. Yes, same here. So I'm going to get right to the question. Now, when I know we talked a while ago, and one of the questions I have is what does choosing fun in the chaos of cancer mean? If you could just briefly tell me. Yeah, I know that's a strange term to put fun and cancer, right? Yeah. Together. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> People do a little bit of a double take. So yes. my, my history and where that came from was my daughter was about three and a half years old, and she was diagnosed with stage four high-risk neuroblastoma. It's a specifically a child with cancer. And it was during a season in my life where my life was so out of control. I was in the middle of this crazy, dramatic domestic violence divorce. My life was falling apart. Um, I was already kind of reeling from that. And, and anybody who's been through a pretty, you know, abusive situation knows there's a psychological piece that goes along with that. And, um, so I was just in this really dark space and all of a sudden get this diagnosis that my daughter, you know, has very low life expectancy, um, with her cancer. And in that spinning out of control and a spinning of chaos, I kind of thought, well, you know, I can't control if she's going to live or die. I can't control how her body's going to respond to the treatment. I can't, I couldn't even control which doctors we were going to see. She was literally right. admitted into emergency room dying. But I thought I can control mm. one thing. If I only have a few weeks left with my daughter, a few months left with my daughter, I am going to make this as much fun as possible. Mm. And so fun kind of coping skill. And, you know, now mm. it's years later, and my daughter just turned, well, not just, but she's 15 now, and she's great, oh. and I call her the miracle kid. Yeah, she's a true, like, true miracle kid. Um, but what's crazy is now uh, I've learned a lot more about what happens to our body when we're laughing, um, but like mm-hmm. not just the mental effects, but the actual physical effects, and all the dopamines and hormones and everything that we release into our system versus when we're in a chronic state of fear you know, um, and of trepidation and stuff like that. And so I've really kind of harnessed this concept of that when we use fun, it's a really appropriate coping skill. You know, I think we, we were talking about, it, I think how a lot of people use things like gratitude and meditation and prayer and right. all of those things are important, right? I think there's, a, I've used all of those things. I think they're all valid and we need to be adding fun into that. It's an equally valid coping skill and it has so many great, um, physical benefits. So yeah, it's oh kind of, it is a funny goodness. thing, right? <laughs> oh, but but you know, know what the thing about because I know always believe in that things could be worse, regardless of how bad it is. And so I'm it's just like grateful in the moment, regardless of great, even if it's just not the moment at that time, even if it's the next day, the next week, it's like just be grateful for what you have. Um, and so, you know, your mindset and the way you think do get you through, through the, tough, the tough times. 
And that's, you know, it's, it's a blessing that, that she here because I can relate to. So thank you for, for sharing that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I know when I seen that, I was like, how the world that goes together? But then when you hear your story and, and see that, you know, and hear, hear that, that it makes a world of difference. So thank you so much. We get a choice. We can laugh or we can cry. Yes. Like, what would yes, you rather yes. do? <laughs> right, right. True, true. And laughing is a lot more healing. And sometimes you laugh and cry at the same time, but that's okay. So, so yes, yes. Now, the other question I have is, can you please share what is a certified REBT coach? Yeah. So, I, as I started getting more into, um, you know, I wanted to learn about uh, I was always into personal development. Let me say that. I was always, I started a business 23 years ago and I really got immersed into the world of personal development. Um, you know, what, how does the brain work? How do we show up manifestation? All that kind of good stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was speaking more and getting into the, the making cancer fun and talking about using fun and laughter from a physical standpoint, I wanted to have a little bit more of a, uh, educational background in that. And so our, our EBT is Rational Emotive Behavior Therapy. And oh. it, it's an approach that basically helps you identify where am I having these kind of irrational beliefs or negative beliefs that then lead me to behavioral issues or emotional issues because of my thoughts. And so if we can stop these kind of this thought cycle, if we can become aware of what are the thoughts that I'm thinking that are now influencing my emotions and influencing my behaviors and influencing how I show up in life, then we can go back to the beginning and say, okay, well, how can I change this thought process? If I change the thought process, then I'll start to change how I feel. Then I'll start to change what I do. And then my life will start to change. So it's, mm. it's, that's basically the, the idea behind it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so is it almost like analyzing yourself, but to a deeper le- level? Yeah. So it's basically, I mean, most people, they know cognitive behavior therapy, right? Kind of changing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. So it would be similar to that. It's that we're usually really unaware that our thoughts, and, and there was a study, I was just doing a, a group on this, that it's something like t- every two minutes we have a negative thought. Mm, <laughs> like how crazy is that? <laughs> right? And we don't think about often what we think about, or we think those are our thoughts. We own them. And often our thoughts are maybe something that somebody said to us. Maybe it's looking at a situation and making up a story about it. That is our perspective. It doesn't even have to be true. It could be the thoughts of our grandparents, our parents, our peers, our coworkers. And we deeply harness these thoughts and most of them become negative. You know, and it's interesting why when something happens, do most people instantly go to the negative, you know, versus like, oh, right. I, I expected that to happen versus going, yes, I expected that to happen. I knew it was going to go my way. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if we can become aware that much of what we do is habitual, you know, we get up every day and we think, oh, we're designing our day. We're choosing what we're going to do. And the research shows that's not really true. Much of what we do is just habit. You probably get out of the bed the same side every day. You probably stand the same way when you brush your teeth. You know, I could basically get up, brush my teeth, come downstairs, make a cup of coffee, and still be half asleep because I do the same thing every single day, right? Yes. And our thoughts are very much like that. And our thoughts 
really start to, often we think that our emotions are reactions to, um, that our emotions are driving us, but our emotions are really reactions to our thoughts. It's our thoughts that drive us first. First it starts as a thought, then it becomes a feeling. So if we can, again, get to the root and think about what we're thinking about and change that thought process and become aware of, are these thoughts serving me? So an example is when my daughter was going through cancer treatment, I would have this thought, she's going to die. They had told me right. she had one of the lowest survival rates, she's going right. to die. And I literally would stop that thought before it could even have a complete sentence. And I would say, cancel. And I'd say, you know, seven out of 10 children, they knew that if, if she got to the end of treatment, the children who survived the treatment and got to the end, seven out of 10 of them would survive. And so I would right. replace that thought with, well, why not me? Somebody's right. child yes. is going to be number seven. Why not me? Right. Why not my yes. kid? Oh, I love that. Right? Yes. 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 Um, and I do that in everything in life. You know, someone's going to have the new best-selling book. Why not you? Someone's going to have the right. new best yes. podcast. Done that away. Not you. Like, why not you? <laughs> I love right? it. Thank you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like somebody's going to. So why not you? Someone's going to break that, that record. Why not you? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love that. And, and, and I received that, and I feel that. So thank you for that. And, and I will nail you in my mind that I will think that way. So thank you for that. Um, I'm yes. sure others will, but really I understand something as simple as that but powerful at the same, same time. Wow. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Woo. Okay. Now, not really changing question, but I want to ask you this. How was you able – to have the mindset and confidence to start your business at the age of 20, roll to the top 1% to make $3.5 million in sales? So I think confidence is something that we never really achieve. And what I say by that is that if we're growing, if we're changing, we never get to a level where we're like, okay, I'm done. I'm confident now for life. You know, we, we are confident. I think of it as a ladder. You, you kind of get to one rung and you go, okay, I'm confident at this rung. Now there's another one on top of me and I got to get confident there. And what's interesting, and, and I'm a big research person. I love the science and the stats and all that kind of stuff. And what we do know is that confidence, confidence will always supersede skill. Mm. So a person, a, particularly, you know, because I work with mostly women, a woman who is confident will always achieve more than a woman who isn't. Even if she's right. higher, even if the other person has more skill level. So I think I did a couple of things exceedingly well when I started this business. I'm 20 years old. I know nothing. And I was smart enough to know that I knew nothing. So I became okay. a very good student. I spent my, I, when I started my first business, I was decided, number one, I was going to give it a year. You know, most people, when they started, when they start a business, unless they have a huge financial commitment to it, but a lot of people who start these little kind of side hustle kind of things, um, they, it's six to eight weeks. You can usually determine if someone's going to stick with something six to eight weeks. And if you're like, right. no way, go to the gym in January and then go back in March. All right. We've got about right. a six to eight week attention span. Um, so I, I made the commitment to myself that I would give myself one year to learn the business. I didn't focus on the results. I just said, I've got to learn this. I, I understand I'm doing something new that I've never done and I need to give myself grace and permission to learn. I also really sought out mentors. I looked, I invested a lot of time. And sometimes that wasn't convenient. Sometimes that was right. driving hours to a workshop. I remember I 
had a mentor who I really wanted to learn from. She had built a multi-million dollar business and she said, I'm going to be a couple of states away from you. But she was in within driving distance. I don't know if it was like four or six hours. And I said, I will drive to you. I want to go to the mm. event that you're putting on. I was willing to be inconvenienced. Right, and yes. I think a lot of people are not willing to be inconvenienced for six hours. Right. Um, yes. So that really made a difference is that I, I understood that it was not anything could be learned, right? Anybody can learn right. anything. Yes. And my confidence came from number one, doing. Like you have mm -hmm. to, you know, you have to do. I use the example all the time with a new person who's learning a new skill. I, you're going to laugh, okay? So don't laugh at me. I don't know how okay. to ride a bike. Like I legit oh, don't but, know how to ride a bike. But that's okay. My and, son don't eat either. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's really funny. I say to people, like, you don't know how to ride a bike? I'm like, yeah, I don't know how to ride a bike. And openly, it looks really scary to me. And then I think there's really crazy people that strap children on the back of them. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, the bike looks terrifying. Now, I can sit and I can, I can put a bike in my house. I can touch the bike. I can feel the bike. I can learn to take the bike apart. I can learn to put the bike back together. I can read the bike manual. I can watch videos of other people riding bikes and study the bike and know every fact about types of bikes and best bikers and biking races until I physically get on a bike and have that sinking feeling where I lift my foot up and I feel like I'm going to fall off and break all my teeth mm. out. I am never going to know how to ride a bike. And I've, right. I've come to that acknowledgement, right? Like until I'm willing to go through that fear, because, uh, you know, as an adult on a bike, I'm 5'10", it's high off the ground. I can picture my right. face black and blue. It's a scary feeling. I've tried and it scares me. Um, and until I'm willing to get through that fear and just practice and I'm willing to get hurt, I have to be willing to say, okay, if I get on this bike, I'm probably going to fall off a few times, just like little kids right. do. I'm probably going to get some, right. you know, scrape knees and maybe break an arm and I'm willing to do that. I will never really be able to ride a bike. Right. So often in life, it's like, okay, you can learn everything you want, but until you put it into practice, until you're willing to feel uncomfortable feel afraid and do it anyway. Like Susan Jeffers writes the book, right? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Um, mm. You're never going to be good at it. You'll never build that skill and you'll never have the confidence. Like I am not confident I could ride a bike. I don't know how to ride a bike. Mm, <laughs> and until but that's I'm okay. To do it, right. Like until I'm willing to do it, but the confidence will come from um, stepping out of your comfort zone. The confidence right, right, comes yes. from doing. And the confidence also comes from the mindset of again, saying like, well, why not me? You know, why couldn't yeah. I do that? Why wouldn't, mm -hmm. why should somebody else have that and not me? You know, what, what makes them more special than me? And I think also being a really deep grounded, at least for me, I will say this, I'll speak for myself. I think having a very deep grounded um, faith that I know that God has my back and that right, I will right. stumble and I will fail. Um, but that, I, I truly believe in a, in a higher power that wants what's best for me. And I do think that, that oh makes a difference. Oh, my goodness. I love it, love it, love it. Thank you for listening to Wrestling the Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. When you leave your business, do you leave the door unlocked? When facing legal matters in the business world, do not leave your business unprotected. There is help when it comes to business contracting, even collecting past due receivables from clients. An experienced attorney is critical to resolving disputes. Don't do it alone. 
at SJS Law Firm. Their mission is to partner with clients to help them achieve the business of their dreams and plans with timely and strategic legal advice. Their legal counselors and advisors committed, providing individualized service that is tailored to the unique needs of your business. SJS Law Firm provides the legal support you need to move forward with confidence. Secure the knowledge that you have a legal team watching out for your best interests. Don't leave the door open. Call SJS Law Firm serving small business owners, entrepreneurs, and nonprofits. Call 202-505-5309. That's 202-505-5309. Or find them at the sjslawfirm.com. Hello, this is Donetta D. Boring. I want to share with you my new book, 21 Days to Improve Your Sleep Hygiene and Lose Weight. It's a great book that provides guidance, tips, and techniques on how you can become more mindful, gain energy, and become more productive to grow your business. I appreciate you purchasing my book on Amazon, or you can go to my website, Donetta D. Mooring, which is D O N. A-T-A-D-M-O-O-R-I-N-G dot com. Thank you for your support. I am Donetta D. Morning, Wesley to Revenue Podcast, and we have a special guest, Tara Garrity. I'm going to continue with the question. This is great. Now, the next question is, what is your mindset for rest, relaxation, and sleep? Oh, you know, I wish I could say, oh, I'm one of those people who could get five hours sleep. And and I sometimes feel guilty saying this. I like to sleep. I've actually noticed as I get older, I feel like I want more sleep. I know it's supposed to be the opposite. Um, but I saw a really funny meme recently. It said something like, what I miss most about childhood is like the endless energy, like when I had energy all the time. And, uh, and I've just, I've noticed as I've gotten older, I need a lot more sleep. And I think that when we have, particularly in our culture here, like, you know, we're in the United States and we have this culture that somehow you get a gold star if you can drive yourself to the ground before you barely burn out. Right, that right. somehow, yes. you know, we almost take pride in how busy I am. Oh, I'm so busy, as if that mm-hmm. makes us more special and important than everybody else. Yes. Right? Yes. And it, yes. it's, it's so interesting to me, right? Because often when somebody is telling me, oh, I'm just so busy, I'm just so busy, I have no time to do anything. And I'm thinking, well, who chose that schedule? You know, Why? you yes. chose your own yes. schedule. You're responsible right. for that. Yeah, I have the same amount of time as like Oprah, and look what she's done, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we really get to choose our time, and there is no gold star for burning yourself to the ground. And yes. Thank successful you. people understand that that relaxing and resetting and rest is as equally as important as the doing. And and I don't think we yes. had talked about this before. I recently in May, it was very funny. I was hitting a very big goal um, to break a record for my, my job. And I had, I don't normally work on Saturdays, but I had scheduled eight Saturdays. And I was like, I am willing to do, you know, the mindset, right? I'm willing to do whatever it takes. I will work six days, seven days a week. If this is what I need to do short time, I am chasing down this goal. Well, mm-hmm. the week before, 
in my quiet time, God puts on my heart, nope, you have to take a Sabbath. No, I'm Christian, mm-hmm. I'm not Jewish, so I'm like, okay, a Sabbath could be a Sunday. That sounds good to me, right? And then as I'm, I'm, you know, meditating and praying and it's like, nope, Sabbath by the definition of the word is Saturday. And I am calling you to take a Saturday. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, you can't mean that. I just made all my Saturdays. I just booked all my Saturdays. Can we negotiate? (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. And then he's like, nope, you're going to take a Saturday. I had to go back and explain to everybody, I'm I'm not, I'm off on Saturdays. And I will tell you now, this has been since May, on Saturdays, I do not work. I do not respond mm-hmm. to text messages, phone calls. I don't check social media. I don't post social media. I don't check an email. Like I actually do a, like a tech detox day. Um, and I don't respond to anything that's not like personal, right? Right. And the first day I did it, I thought I was going to have a nurse breakdown. I was like, ah. <laughs> and it's interesting that I find myself picking up my phone and I'm on autopilot to check my Instagram, autopilot mm-hmm. to check my Facebook. And after that first day of it being so difficult to disconnect, I said to myself, wow, if it's this hard to disconnect, this is why I need to do this. Yes. Yes. This was oh, a my big goodness. red flag. Um. And I think one of the hardest things for me, it truly, and, you know, everybody's different. I feel it's very difficult to spend a full 24 hours and not feel like I was productive. And I have to acknowledge that, that, that being productive doesn't necessarily mean that it's only work related. Maybe I'm productive because I, yeah, I invested the day with my daughter doing quote, nothing at the beach. But that was productive. Mm-hmm. I invested in our friendship. Or if you're married, and that means you and your partner, you know, spend the day together. You're productive in that you're building and fostering that relationship. Or maybe it's just getting mm. stuff done around your house, like putting around whatever, um, doing that hobby or doing that project that you never seem to have time for. And that we tend to think productivity is only work related. So this has been an yes. interesting oh my goodness. over the last few months. Yeah, to kind of see. And, and I won't say that this is what I will do for the rest of my life. I will say that yes. right now this is a season where this is where God is calling me to be. And I am mm-hmm. being obedient to that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You you had touched on so many things. And, and I'm glad you brought out that people do associate productivity with work. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, you can't disconnect it, but you can. It's not always about work, and you and you are so right. If if it's like you know, if you're not productive, you're not successful, and it's total opposite. You need that balance, that harmony to do it all. Um, and and you can, but within reason, with you know, and and it's so important to step back and to take a break. So I'm so glad you shared that with me, and with our, our listening audience. Once again, thank you for staying with Wrestling the Revenue Podcast. We're going to take a quick break. This is Donetta D. Morris. I am so excited, and I welcome you to my new podcast, Rest Leads to Revenue. This will be an outstanding podcast for entrepreneurs and business owners. This podcast is an extension of my book, 21 Days to Improve Your Sleep Hygiene and Lose Weight. This podcast will educate, enlighten, and encourage you to take charge of your sleep with respect as an entrepreneur and business owner 
gain energy you need to take your business to the next level. I welcome you to tune into my podcast every Friday. You won't regret it. Thank you for staying with my special guest, Tara Garrity. Tara, thank you so much for your time and what you shared. And, I mean, what you said really mattered to me. So you have mm-hmm. touched my, my life, and I know you have touched others. So with that being said, if you can please share with us how we can support you and contact you. Yeah, so probably the best way to find me is at heygirlyoucan.com. That's one of the communities um, that if you're on the social media app Clubhouse, you'll find me there. But it's our Hey Girl You Can uh, community. And there's also access there. One of the things is it's a, it's a free five-day mental uh, resiliency challenge. So using a lot of the techniques that we were talking about earlier with the mindset, and it's totally free. And every day you get a video from me on using a lot of the techniques that I use myself during that really difficult season in my life. So you can always grab that, um, check it out there, find me on social, you know, all the places that all the people are. <laughs> well, great one. Well, thank you. If someone would like to reach out to, to me, the best way is Donetta10k.com, and that is spelled D-O-N-A-T-A, the number one zero K.com, and that's where you can find my website, all my podcast episodes, services I offer on sleep, health, fitness, and wellness, and all my social media platforms, and so much more. Once again, Donetta10k.com. Remember, sleep heals.